Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Welcome back to this week's episode of Trust and Thrive with me, Tara Mont. So I just hope you're doing well, you're taking care of your mental health. I think we all have our off weeks, and for me, last week was one of them. The other week, I really had just like emotionally and mentally just a not pleasant week. And I was just being hard on myself. You know, we all have those moments, but especially like now, I think when everything started and people were, you know, in quarantine at first, it was like, cool, we're all doing this together. We're in this together. Let's zoom each other. And now people are starting to really feel that it's getting hard to like stay away, but we have to be strong. We have to do that. Just an obvious statement to just be smart about it. You know, it's hard to see like, people I follow in groups of like 10 or more or just big groups casually partying like nothing's happening it's really hard to see so please just be safe please just be smart I think we're all you know doing our part and we will get through this in the big scheme of things we will so please take care of your mental health that's huge with what's going on you know I've been trying to find like the little joys I've recently been really into reading more books than ever so if you have any suggestions, please let me know. I'm more of a nonfiction kind of gal. Um, I love that self-development, just things on psychology, business, like a lot of philosophical books. I definitely want to expand what I'm reading, you know, not just stick to one genre. So <laughs> I definitely want to get into more fiction too. I just wanted to talk about a book that really stuck with me. I mean, I know it's, it's a really popular book. And so the book is Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. So I'm in a relationship right now. It's actually my first relationship ever. It's been four, been over four years, four and a half years almost. And, you know, as someone who's really into being self-aware and reflecting and really being my best self, I... I'd like to think like, oh, I know what kind of person I am in a relationship or in general, like I know my needs and what I want. But after reading this, especially, I realized the idea of honoring my needs. I feel like I haven't been doing that as much because there are so many ideas we grow up with and like boxes we feel like we may have to fit to be a certain way and to be accepted and not just in romantic relationships, but friendships, the workplace. So yeah, when I really get into that whole idea of honoring your needs and even exploring maybe your attachment style. You know, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a professional, but I definitely recommend this book, taking the test and speaking with someone to kind of understand how you are. Um, I, I used to think I was secure attachment and there's nothing wrong with any of them. So there's secure attachment, anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, and then there are people, it's really rare, but who are anxious avoidant attachment. I did an episode with Sharon Pekar actually on relationships and we talked about the attachment styles, but I think I want to do another one 
um, specifically focused on just like a specific attachment style or all three, but that episode was more on relationships in general. So so let me know if that's something you'd be interested in, like an episode exploring those attachment styles and going into depth on them so you can maybe understand which one you are. And so even though like I'm very honest and open about my story in my life, like I still don't, there's certain things like I don't want to talk about my boyfriend's attachment style and why he is the way he is. And, you know, because that's not mine to share. That's not my story to share. So I'll just talk about mine. I have an anxious attachment style now, I believe. I think I always thought like, oh yeah, I'm secure. And it doesn't mean I'm not a secure person. It just means like maybe I need a little more validation. And even though like I feel like I'm very secure in many ways, I think recently I've had more of an anxious attachment style. And that's been clear because I've had, you know, it says like you crave closeness and intimacy, which I do like a lot more than usual. You may have difficulty trusting others. And I I trust my boyfriend. Like I know he's so loyal. I don't worry about that. But I still have like just moments of feeling insecure. And even if there's like no specific reason, I don't know, it's just there and I can acknowledge and not I'm not ashamed of it. It just, you know, it's an insecurity I have and I try to reflect on and I don't always know why. But like I said, this is, it's self-exploration. I'm trying to understand myself better. Um, You also need more reassurance that your partner loves you and everything's good between you guys, no matter what. And I've been very much like that. So I don't know if it's necessarily my, the time in my life and where I'm at and like the fact that I may be a little more insecure in certain areas, but that's just how I felt recently. So I say that because I want to be honest and open. I don't want to act like, oh, I'm always secure and perfect. I'm the cool girl. Like, no, I have my moments of insecurity and I have my moments where I need that extra validation. Like as much as I talk about not needing external validation, it doesn't mean that I don't feel that way. You know, like I'm human and I'm working through this with you. So anything I share on here is not like me preaching, is not me saying, be this way. I'm like this, let's all reach that level. No, this is me sharing my story, sharing what I'm going through, sharing what I've learned, and hopefully I can even listen back and take my own advice, which my friends have told me, like, take your own advice. And I'm my own friend too. So like I'm telling myself this will relate to like the whole idea of honoring your needs and a lot more that I want to talk about. I want to just give you a quick definition of each attachment style. This is from the Evergreen Psychotherapy Center website. This is how they explain each attachment style. So secure attachment, they're low on avoidance, low on anxiety, comfortable with intimacy, not worried about rejection or preoccupied with the relationship. So in quotes, an example is, it is easy for me to get close to others and I am comfortable depending on them and having them depend on me. I don't worry about being abandoned or about someone getting too close to me. So that's secure. Avoidant attachment is they're high on avoidance, low on anxiety. So they're uncomfortable with closeness and primarily values independence and freedom. And they're not worried about partner's availability. In quotes, I am uncomfortable being close to others. So an example of that would be saying, I am uncomfortable being close to others. I find it difficult to trust and depend on others and prefer that others do not depend on me. It is very important that I feel independent and self-sufficient. My partner wants me to be more intimate than I am comfortable being. It's so interesting to me because I have definitely, I feel like I've been avoidant. I feel like I've been them all and it's so you know, obviously it's not like, oh, you fit exactly into one thing. Like we're all so, we're all so complex, but it's just interesting to read. So then there's anxious attachment, low on avoidance, high on anxiety. They crave closeness and intimacy 
very insecure about the relationship. An example is, I want to be extremely emotionally close with others, but others are reluctant to get as close as I would like. I often worry that my partner doesn't love or value me and will abandon me. My need for closeness scares people away. And lastly, there's a mix of anxious and avoidant. And this is more rare, but there are people like this. So high on avoidance, high on anxiety. They're uncomfortable with intimacy and worried about partner's commitment and love. An example of that is, I am uncomfortable getting close to others and find it difficult to trust and depend on them. I worry I will be hurt if I get close to my partner. So that is an example. If you want to kind of understand what yours is, you can take a test online. You can explore that with a therapist. You can read the book attached. So for me, I feel like I've, you know, I can relate to like all of these in some way, especially before I was in a relationship. I was more avoidant. I feel like just, I don't know, it made me uncomfortable being close with people. It was so hard for me to like feel any connection with people for a long time. And I know that was me being like uncomfortable with my emotions too, but I feel like it really worked out for me because my boyfriend and I took it really slow and I did not feel, you know, he showed me he cared and he showed up, but he didn't put like the pressure on me to say we were together after like a week or he didn't text me every second where I felt overwhelmed. And that's not a bad thing. You know, some people want that. And it's just like knowing what you want and what works for you. And so for me, I think right now I'm more anxious. Just like in general, I've been a more anxious person with everything going on. My life, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that peace and not let it really affect me as much. But the truth is I have been more anxious. I have been more insecure about different parts of my life and it's not like oh I think my boyfriend's gonna leave me or anything it's not even that it's like I just have these weird moments of needing that extra validation like needing to be reassured that he loves me even though I know that and I share this just because I feel like it can seem so like needy and lame and you know whatever they make that kind of woman seem like when you watch movies and tv shows I know that's not the case I know I'm human I know that's not something I'm always proud of, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And a big part of that I noticed, so like basically going into the main point of this episode about honoring your needs, I've noticed that I have not been acknowledging my needs and honoring them, a lot of them, not all of them, but so many of my needs that I have, I feel like I've suppressed, not because of my boyfriend specifically or my family or my friends, just because I feel like there's this whole idea of like what it means to be a chill, cool girlfriend or a good friend even, or respectable daughter that without me noticing has made me suppress certain needs that matter to me just to fit that box, just to say, oh, you know, I don't care that much about that. You don't need to call me at this time. It doesn't really matter. It's chill. (laughs) Like things like that, where instead of honoring my actual needs, I want to give a specific example. So say something like sending a good morning text. I used to say like, oh, who cares? Like, I know my boyfriend loves me. I don't need him to say good morning or good night. It doesn't matter. He would do it sometimes and I would love it. But other times I'd say, okay, it doesn't, it's not a big deal because I felt like it would seem needy or it would seem like it's too much. Or, you know, I'm not one of those girls who needs to be told good morning every day. Like I would I would be the type of person who would think it's weird like oh she expects too much or he expects too much like 
I'm not proud of that, but I used to fall into that. And now I think, okay, no, no one is doing this right or wrong. I mean, obviously there are some ways to be in a relationship that are not necessarily a healthy dynamic, but like in general, when it comes to needs and like wanting to get a text at a certain time or wanting to see someone a certain amount or wanting to talk in a certain way, like there's no right or wrong when it comes to your needs. It's as simple as just realizing that we all have different needs. And if we can't fill each other's needs, okay, then that's fine. Then you move on and you find someone who can. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean they don't care about you. It just means that we all have the capacity to be there in a certain way and to show up in a certain way. And we all have needs that need to be met. And if someone can't meet them, then it's not that they don't love you or it's not your fault. It's just that they can't meet your needs. And you deserve to find someone who does. So going back to that good morning text, I used to think, oh, I don't care that much about that. Like, I'm I'm chill. I'm cool. I don't need my boyfriend to text me good morning. I know he loves me. (laughs) And it's just like this whole idea I put in my head, first of all, which goes back to like, how do I view women who ask for what they want? And fortunately, I realized like without even realizing and I'm ashamed for it. I used to think like, oh, if they ask for that, they're too needy or expecting too much. And I'm not proud of that, but that's something I was conditioned to believe. And now I realize, no, like I respect that if someone asks for what they want and what they need straight up. So I told my boyfriend recently, I said, you know what? I I never thought this really was something I cared about, but I actually really love it when you text me good morning. It really makes my day and it's just like a nice start to the day. I don't, you know, we don't need to talk all the time. You know, like it's a nice start to my day. Like we both get to work and are doing our own thing and then we can talk later. But just to get that good morning text, it makes me feel good. It makes me think you're thinking about me and it makes me feel good. As simple as that. It's as simple as a good morning text. And I told him and he does it and he's like, okay. You know, he didn't realize it's something that mattered to me. And then I would think, oh, I wish he would realize it mattered to me. But how is he supposed to know? How is he supposed to know if I don't communicate that? And so I did. And now he does it all the time. And it's as simple as like a good morning text. And I used to think like, oh, I don't, I'm really that kind of person who wants a good morning text. Does that mean I'm insecure? Does that mean I'm anxious? And it doesn't. It just means that that's something that matters to me. And I think I was more of an anxious attachment style because I was so avoiding what I realized were needs to me. These are needs that I have that I'm the one who would suppress them and say, no, I don't want to be this kind of person or this and that. So I'm just going to avoid it. And then I would feel more anxious because those needs would not be met because they were never communicated. And so instead of thinking, oh, well, I never communicated those needs so that my partner could meet them. Instead, I'm just going to be anxious and need more validation. It's even worse. You know, I don't know if that made sense. I feel like I rambled on for a second there. But basically, if you don't initially communicate your needs, that feeling of whether it's resentment, of anxiety, of insecurity, that's going to come out somehow in some way. And that's how I've been recently because I'm just discovering, okay, I have so many more needs that I have made myself suppress. I have maybe felt a little embarrassed about. I didn't even realize were important to me that I'm just finding out are important to me. And it's not fair to my partner that I haven't communicated that with him. He deserves to know. He wants to be the best partner. I want to be the best partner, but that can't be done if I don't communicate those needs and vice versa. So I want to read 
like a page, I think it's like two paragraphs from Attached. It's two paragraphs that really stuck with me and that's so true. And so it basically connects to this whole idea of maybe not asking for what we want and need, internal, emotional, deep needs that we may have suppressed without realizing because we felt like we had to. So this is the page. I'm going to read it to you right now. And once again, this is from Attached, the book Attached. It says, what we learned from watching the film is just how hard it is to let go of concepts we've believed in our entire lives. And so to just give you some context, the authors watched a movie, a romantic movie that, you know, maybe had some specific ideas of how couples should end up, maybe portrayed unhealthy dynamics and romanticized them. So this is what they said after watching the movie. What we learned from watching the film is just how hard it is to let go of concepts we've believed in our entire lives, no matter how unhelpful they've been. Holding on to them can be highly destructive. They encourage us to compromise our self-esteem and happiness by ignoring our most basic needs and trying to be someone we're not. We believe that every person deserves to experience the benefits of a secure bond. When our partner acts as our secure base and emotional anchor, we derive strength and encouragement to go out into the world and make the most of ourselves. He or she is there to help us become the best person we can be as we are for them. And then they lastly say, don't lose sight of these facts. Your attachment needs are legitimate. You shouldn't feel bad for depending on the person you are closest to. It is part of your genetic makeup. A relationship from an attachment perspective should make you feel more self-confident and give you peace of mind. If it doesn't, this is a wake-up call. And above all, remain true to your authentic self. Playing games will only distance you from your ultimate goal of finding true happiness, be it with your current partner or with someone else. I love that. And it's so true. Your needs are legitimate. And if anyone makes you feel like they're not, I'd question that. And sometimes that can be you. For me, that's been myself for a very long time. Before being with my partner, I'd feel so weird because I'd want to like text someone first or let them know like, oh, I'm interested in you kind of thing. And there's so many people who say, don't tell them, wait longer, don't text them back for a while, make them wait as long as they made you wait kind of thing, or don't show that you care, or don't say that you want a relationship, you want this and that. I think about that and I'm like, why do we play these games? Why do we waste our time? And thankfully, I feel like I've always been pretty straightforward, even before my boyfriend. Like if I was not interested in someone right away, I'd know and I'd make that clear. If I was, I would make that clear, like ideally, but I would still play these subtle games and I would still worry about seeming too needy, seeming like I'm asking for too much and just, you know, which is so upsetting too, because it just goes back to this idea that like a woman needs to be quiet and a woman can't express her needs or she's bossy. And I hate that, even though I don't believe that and it's not something I say, it's just like, an idea that so many of us have ingrained in our heads so subtly. It seems so subtle, yet it sticks with us and it affects our decisions and the way we interact in the world. And so in the book, they give that example too. They say like, when you go on a date, for example, if, if you know you want kids, if you know you want a serious relationship, you know, it may not be right now, but it's something you want. That's something you should express and communicate. And there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't hold back because you're afraid you'll scare someone away. 
Because if you're open and you're honest and you express your needs with confidence and you know what you want, that should be something that will attract a secure person. If someone is secure in that, they'll say, oh, I appreciate that. And if you scare them away, then you realize, okay, I scared maybe the wrong person away or someone who could not fit these needs instead of trying to compromise your needs to fit theirs. I love that whole idea that the authors mentioned about compromising your own needs, your own self-esteem, just to fit someone else's expectations or just to make them feel good or to make them like you. When at the end of the day, is that them really liking you? Because you're not being your most authentic self. You're not being your most authentic self when you say, okay, you know, I'm here, but I'm just going to shut down how I'm really feeling, what's really important to me, and do whatever matters to you, or or I'll just won't say anything just because that makes you more comfortable. But I have had so much of my own, my own shame. This is like me. Because when I express my needs and that something really matters to me, he cares and he will put that effort in. But for so long, I tell myself, oh, I don't, I don't even want to say this. I don't want to express this to him or this shouldn't matter to me. I tell myself, why does this matter to you, Tara? This shouldn't be something you care about. You're better than this. You're more secure than this. You know, you don't need this to feel good. When in reality, I do. I may need it and that's okay. I can't lie to myself and say, I don't want him to text me or I, like just this whole idea that I don't need that validation and I don't need that comfort. And yes, I believe that like at the end of the day, you need to work on loving yourself first and the relationship you have with yourself matters most. But that doesn't mean I can't also depend on my partner in other ways and ask for their support and expect that. So I just it just makes me sad to think of all these people that go on dates. This is not just women necessarily. It's men too, of course. Like we all play games. It also happens in friendships. You know, I've been in friendships where maybe my friends had certain needs that I could not meet or vice versa. And that doesn't make either of us bad people or it doesn't mean you don't care about me or why can't you meet my need why can't you be the friend i need kind of thing why can't you be a friend that meets my needs or do you not love me do you not care about me or you're a bad person like i felt that you know where i couldn't meet people's needs and maybe they thought that about me and i realized that doesn't make either of us wrong or right or bad people or good people it simply makes us who we are and we have specific needs, we have ways we can meet needs and what we can do for others. And then it comes with the whole idea of like you're high maintenance and you're not high maintenance. And that makes me sad because I fell into that. I used to think, oh gosh, this this is more, person's made me be more high maintenance and they expect so much from me. When at the end of the day, it's just their needs. It's just what matters to them, what is required for them to feel good in a relationship. That doesn't make them wrong. That doesn't make me wrong. Doesn't make me a bad person either for not being able to. It just means I can't meet those needs. It's me just realizing like we have to be straightforward. We have to be open and honest about what we want, what matters to us. And that first step is understanding what your needs are. I thought for so long I knew what I wanted. I kind of put myself in this box of I'm chill. I don't need that. I'm independent. You know, even if I'm in love, I. I don't need too much of that, but you realize over time what you need and it's important to not have shame for that. So for example, if you have a friend and they can't respect your boundary and that's important to you, that's something to think about. And in the same way, if they need something you can't 
necessarily give them. Okay, you may not be as close, you may not be friends, whatever it is. And that doesn't mean you have to be bitter or upset. It just makes me sad when people, you know, whether it is like a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever it is, like say it ends, say two people couldn't meet each other's needs. People leave those relationships bitter and upset and talking, you know, nonsense about the other person. When in reality, it's just how it is. If it's like a healthy, obviously, relationship that you're leaving, if it's like someone cheated or someone betrayed you, that's obviously different. But if we could just acknowledge like, okay, we just didn't work out because we wanted different things and we had different needs that we couldn't meet. Honestly, I'm like, I'm just thinking about it. I wonder how many times I've said the word needs in this. So many times, but that's this episode. And I repeat it to get the point across, but overall, we have to really reflect on what matters to us, what fulfills us, what we expect, and don't be ashamed of it. Don't lower your standards or compromise your needs or your self-esteem to meet someone else's just so they can like you. Because at the end of the day, if you if you lie about what you want, if you lie about what's important to you, or you make yourself smaller to fit into someone else's ideal image of what they want, then you're not being true to yourself and you'll likely build resentment and you'll likely become more anxious and insecure in the future and expect more. And I did that for a while. I tried to fit this idea that I wanted for myself in a relationship. Like I'm going to be this type of girlfriend or woman. And obviously in many ways, I'm authentic to myself and I've grown. But in other ways, I didn't realize that I was lying to myself. I was telling myself, this doesn't matter to me, like get over it. Or I would feel guilt for feeling a certain way. Like, why are you jealous? Why are you upset? Why are you like this? Tara, we told ourselves we wouldn't be like this. (laughs) I had to and still have to practice a lot of self-compassion and forgiveness and be okay with the fact that I'm going to have needs that may show up now that may be different than a year ago, two years ago, three, four years ago, and I have to acknowledge them. I'm forever changing and evolving in the same way you are, and that means our needs are as well. So just because something didn't matter to you as much a year ago, a few years ago, even from yesterday, it doesn't mean it can't matter to you now. It doesn't mean that you're the same exact person, you want the same things, you have the same needs. We have to acknowledge that growth. And that's why it's so important to reflect on those internal needs and expectations so that we can communicate them with our friends and our partners, especially with our partners who are growing with in that way, to communicate that with them constantly. There has to always be open communication to be able to say, hey, I realized this really matters to me, or I really like when you do this. I really like when you text me good morning. I actually now realize that makes me feel good. Maybe it's not something I needed two years ago, but right now I realize like it's important to me for us to talk more often. And obviously, like I don't want to get so into this whole idea of unrealistic expectations, but the whole idea of like, oh, this person has to be perfect. We're not going to fight. That's a whole other different topic. This doesn't have to do with that because your needs and what you expect are valid. They simply are valid. If they matter to you, then they matter to you. It's as simple as that. Obviously, we have to compromise with our partners and try to understand each other, but that's the first step. 
say you have a really different need now, like, oh, I need to talk to you at least three times a day and your partner can't do that. Say they're busy, they're at work, they just don't have the time or mental energy. That's something you discuss and you talk about and you compromise. And your partner may say, I love you. And whatever the root reason to this is, whether it is you need more validation or you just want to feel more connected, maybe I can do that in a different way. Maybe we can talk once or twice and I can text you another two times. So so something like that, like I'm not saying go in and say, you have to give me exactly this or we're not going to work and flip out and or we're not going to work out, you know, because that's that's not healthy either. But at the same time, you want to know what you want and you want to go communicate that. Go in with what you want, communicate that effectively, be straightforward and then discuss it together. You have to be open to, you know, obviously compromise And if there's something that's really, really important to you and your partner just can't meet that need, then you have to reflect on whether or not you want to stay or find someone who can meet that need. At the end of the day, no one is perfect. And it's all about finding someone who is open to caring about your needs, being compassionate, trying to understand you more and find a way to make it work. And at the end of the day, I still believe that, you know, one person is not going to meet all your needs. And you may think differently. You may say, oh, then why am I with this person? That's up to you. So for me, I don't want my partner to be everything to me felt that way. Like I don't want them to be my whole world or, you know, have to meet every single need. They have to be my best friend and my ride or die, my therapist, my teacher. That is not a need I have. I don't necessarily want that. I like that I have so many different people in my life that meet different needs that I have. And I still believe that. I don't believe that one person can be everything to us. But for some people, that's important to them. For some people, they want to do everything with their partner. They want their partner to be everything to them. And I'm not here to judge or make comments and say like, that's not healthy. That's not independent. Whatever it is, like that's your thing. And I'm trying to kind of reframe how I see that because I feel like I used to without even meaning to always judge that when I'd see like someone so invested in their partner where they only hung out with them and that was everything to them. I'd see that and I'd think that is like a lot (laughs) and it's not a bad thing and I have to let that go. It's not wrong. It's not that this person is too attached or insecure or whatever it is. It's just what they want. It's just what matters to them. It's the way they want to live their lives. It's the needs they have. And who am I to judge and to say, maybe they should chill or maybe they should find other people. Like, I think there are certain ways where, yes, if it's someone close to you and you notice a healthy or toxic dynamic and you care for them, of course you can express that. But if it's different, if it's like people you don't know, or even then like they have a specific dynamic and they have different needs than you, then that's their needs. So that's something I'm really reflecting on. Just the whole concept that, There's no right or wrong. There are no perfect ways to have a relationship or no perfect example. It's just about communicating your needs, finding someone who validates them and wants to work to help you feel fulfilled in that way and make you feel like your needs have been met. And another quote that I love from the book says, most people are only as needy as their unmet needs. It's so true for so long. I suppressed my own needs. Like, I can't believe I did that to myself. And 
I'm compassionate with myself because I didn't realize it necessarily. And I grew up feeling a certain way, thinking a certain way, maybe. And there's so many other layers and parts that go into that, like the examples I've seen and of relationships in my life, the culture I grew up in, the generational differences, my experiences with other people. Like there's just so much obviously that goes into that. We're all so complex and it's about exploring all parts of yourself. Not it's not as simple as, oh, you're this way because of this or that. There's so many different parts that make us who we are. And for me, I now realize I suppressed so many needs and I stuck to this like image of who I thought I should be not because my boyfriend told me I should be like this or because my parents told me or anyone specific. It's really just what I grew up believing I should be from seeing it in the media, from, you know, maybe hearing it from other people in my life. I made myself suppress my needs like, oh, this doesn't matter to me. I didn't acknowledge that it mattered. I would feel shame and I would put myself down for needing something that mattered to me in the moment. I would think, okay, why is this even important to you, Tara? Like you're chill, you're cool, you're positive, you're not the jealous type, you're you're not insecure, you're not needy. Why are you so like this? And I would just put myself down, I would make myself feel crazy, I would make myself feel like it wasn't even valid enough. I would devalue my own feelings and I would tell myself, this doesn't need to be communicated. Just get over it, get over it, get over it. That's not who you are, that's not who you are, that's not who you are. When my body, my soul, my my emotions would scream out to me and say, Tara, this is who you are. You're changing, you're growing, you're realizing that certain things matter to you more now. So for me to, before this, when I was not in a relationship, to think, this is how I'm going to be when I'm in a relationship. For me to say that is so ridiculous now because how would I know? How would I know? I look at people in relationships and say, I'm not going to be like this or I can imagine myself like this, whatever it is, I would just put this label on myself, like you're this type of person, you're this type of girlfriend, you're this type of partner, and I would say this is who you are. And so for even these four years, I had new needs that I noticed that I would just suppress because I think, Tara, that's not you, come on, get over it. Or I'd have friends or people in my life, you know, with good intentions say, this doesn't matter, or it's not a big deal, or they do the opposite. I have incredible people who validate me, and remind me that how I feel is valid and important. And so I've been practicing more self-compassion and like I feel like I'm having more of a breakthrough telling myself, you know what? If you have a need, express it, reflect on it, and then express it if it matters to you. Sometimes obviously we have moments where we overthink and we get in our heads and we think, oh, I need to communicate this. This is really bothering me. And then we reflect, we take time on our own and we remember okay, this is just an insecurity from a past situation, from a different experience or something that is triggering me right now that I know isn't important to me in the big scheme of things or that I know isn't true. And so maybe you don't express that. So it's not me saying whenever you're upset, whenever you feel like you need to share your, express yourself, just go and text paragraphs. Like, no, not at all. And if anything, I think there are way healthier ways to communicate then to hold it in, I've been there. I'm not proud, but I've been there. To hold it in, to not even realize, and then to just like go off. And I hate that. Like I've, I've been like that earlier on in my relationship. And I hope now I've like grown a lot and matured and I'm more self-aware where I don't get to that point. But like we we all have our moments that we're not proud of. 
and that's okay. We're all growing, we're all evolving, and we're all learning from our mistakes, learning how to be better individuals, partners, friends. And and so going back to that, at the end of the day, with every episode, it's about self-awareness and self-reflection. That reflection helps you become more aware, helps you understand what you need, what really matters to you, what maybe is important to communicate and what is important to let go. And it's incredible once you really understand your needs and you communicate them with no shame and you say, this is what I need. This is important to me. This is it. This is who I am. You may be able to meet them. That's great. If you can't, then then okay. But my needs aren't changing. My needs aren't changing to fit your idea of me. My needs aren't changing to make you like me on the first date. My needs aren't changing to make me seem like a good friend to you. My needs aren't changing to seem less needy or annoying, whatever it is. And at the same time, you have to think that about what you can give. So I've been in friendships where maybe I didn't realize I wasn't being as true to myself. I was maybe meeting the person's needs, but it was exhausting me or it wasn't what I necessarily wanted or it wasn't how I wanted my relationships to be. And then I felt exhausted and I felt resentful and I felt upset at myself for not being true to what I wanted. So it's so important to be true to yourself and it's so hard to be true to ourselves when we don't even know what that is or what that looks like. And so now I've been learning to really understand my needs, to reflect on them and to communicate them with no shame. Now when I realize something really matters to me, I communicate that with my partner with no shame. At least I'm learning to. No matter what, I'm unlearning so many beliefs I had before about the type of person I should be, the type of woman I should be, the type of partner I should be, and I'm relearning who I want to be. I'm relearning so many ways to be true to myself and to show up authentically, which helps my friends, my partner, all my relationships. When I'm honest and I say this matters to me or this is really important to me, then that gives my partner the chance to be the best partner to me. It gives my friends the chance to say, okay, I can be there for you in that way or I can't. It gives me the chance to say, I can show up for you in that way or I can't, but it's not, I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to lie to myself just to seem like a good friend. At the end of the day, I hope you acknowledge your needs. I hope you show up on that first date and you're open to communicating that. Say, if you want a relationship, say, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a relationship, you know, whether it's with you or not. not. I'm not saying I need one now, but that's something I want. And that's something that's important to me. I want kids in the future. I want this. I want someone who can show up for me in this way. And that'll, if anything, that'll filter out people who can't show up for you in the way you want instead of making you compromise your needs, making you compromise your self-esteem and what matters to you. Why do you want to do that? Just for someone to like you, just to have someone in your life? There are always people who can meet your needs. And I find that so beautiful that at the end of the day, we all want different things. And that doesn't make us annoying, bad people. That doesn't make us not care. Whatever labels and words we put on people who can't show up for others in the same way, it just means, okay, you're not someone who maybe is compatible with me in that way and can meet those needs. And I can't be there for you either in that way. Thank you for your time. I appreciate our experiences. Now let's move on to someone who can fulfill our needs for both of us. Let's each move on and find people who can fulfill those needs. And so I want to hear your thoughts on this. 
I am definitely going to keep exploring and like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm unlearning so much right now and I'm trying to, I'm just changing in many ways and I'm proud of that, trying to understand myself and be okay with the fact that I have some needs that maybe I don't want to have or I felt like made me a certain way or would label me a certain way, but no, it's just who I am. Just because I want this text or just because I want this this intimacy and this this special time does not mean I'm annoying or needy or high maintenance, whatever the words that we use to devalue others are. But that doesn't mean anything. That just means you want different things. And so I hope you find people in your life who can meet those needs. And I hope you filter out those who can't. Also, don't be bitter. Don't hate them for that. That's just who they are. You know, if anything, be empathic and realize, okay, this person never learned to show up for someone in that way. That's not who they are. And that's okay. In the same way that I can't respect maybe that they need that space. And so I can't be in their lives for that reason. Whatever it is, you know, there's always compromise. No one's perfect. Overall, what matters is you honoring your needs. And the first step to that is reflecting on what those are. You can't honor your needs if you don't even know what they are, what matters to you. And a huge part of that is practicing that self-compassion. So be easy on yourself. You know, explore what your attachment style is. It's so interesting to me. So I hope you, you know, give the book a read. I know it's a really popular one, so you may have already. Um, Feel free to let me know your thoughts. If even let me know what your attachment style is, I'd be really curious. If you're honest and open about that, you know, anytime I get a message, I'm so appreciative of that when people say like I've related to this topic or I relate to this episode. So I want to thank you for showing up for sending me sweet messages and letting me know what's resonated with you. It means more than you will ever know. So if you'd like to give me a follow on my personal Instagram, that's at Tara.mont or the Instagram for the show at Trust and Thrive, which I would definitely give a follow to stay updated and to access all the takeaways that come from each episode. I'm really happy with it. I think we're growing it pretty well. And there's always, there are always new listeners and people who find the show from Instagram too. So if you're new, welcome. Thank you for being here. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I hope you stay true to yourself. You honor your needs because at the end of the day, that's being authentic. Showing up unapologetically, advocating for what you want and your needs, that is being authentic. Don't let anyone quiet down your needs. And if anyone does, then that's something to question. Because you deserve people in your life who, even if they can't meet your needs and they express that maturely, which is, you know, I appreciate that, you deserve people to at least validate how you feel and to acknowledge that your needs are important. Whether or not I can meet them, whether or not I'm the person to do that, your needs are so important and valid and I'm here for you. So thank you all for listening. I hope you are staying safe. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. Once again, feel free to send me a message. Let me know. And please let me know what topics interest you. I have some episodes coming up that are like already pretty set. So I want to know as I'm slowly going to get into that time where I'm reaching out to guests again, I want to know what topics you'd like to hear on the show. And some people have already sent me messages letting me know, and I so appreciate that. So thank you. And if you have anything specific, please feel free to let me know. And as always, all my info will be in the description of this episode. So thank you for being here. I hope you honor your needs and you are authentic to yourself and you're patient with yourself and you practice that compassion. Forgive yourself for however you were before, for whatever mistakes you've made, however you may have suppressed your needs. 
it's okay. Forgive yourself. Keep honoring those needs and being true to yourself. I'm sending you so much love. So stay safe, everyone. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. Thursday.